This is Cass McCrory, and you're listening to the In Business Podcast, a show for women who want more, more fulfillment, more ease, or joy, or time, or life. And together, we'll be inspired by the women who have it. We'll talk to entrepreneurs, intrapreneurs, leaders, and women just starting their journey to inspire your best next step. Let's take it together. Friends, today we're talking to Missy Adiego. She is the founder, owner, startup of Upstated Home, a mom, a beautiful human, honestly. I've known Missy most of my life. And we have this really amazing conversation about starting and investing our time and our energy in our own passions and what it takes to do that. We talk about turning 40 and these moments of reflection that we get to have in life that help us correct our course. And we talk about having moms that are cancer survivors and the impact that that's had in our lives. Statistically, we're all either in that space of caregiving or caretaking when it comes to cancer. And it's a conversation we need to be having more together. I can't wait for you to listen to this episode. Let's get into it. Missy, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to see you and talk to you in person off of Facebook and Instagram. <laughs> Full disclosure for our audience, I have known Missy since the day she was born, quite literally. Um, yeah. Our mothers were good friends growing up. And so we've had this kind of, I want to say like we've lived a life beside each other, maybe not knowing one another very well, but beside one another. Yes. Yes. In a small town. So we knew everything. <laughs> yes, exactly. It's like, I knew you even if I didn't really know you. A hundred percent, which is brilliant because we get to grow up and we get to be these really different people. And watching you over this last really decade has been so amazing. I want, I want to start off with what you're doing today. Currently, I just started the Upstated Home, which is an interior styling home staging business. I was really nervous to start it. And I, I'm a full open book here. So yes, it was something I thought about for a really long time. One of those things that, especially today with social media, like you, you tend to think to yourself, am I good enough? Are people going to hire me? You know, people tell you like, oh, this is great and so good. But then you're like, okay, are they being nice or is that really true. You tend to question yourself a little bit. I just launched that, I would say about two months ago. So it's, it's my new baby. I'm still very scared about it, but I've had great feedback. I got my first staging job. I think it's, it's going to be a great road ahead. When I saw that you launched this business, I was, I was so happy and excited for you because I feel like over the last decade, I've watched you build other people's brands, other people's dreams, and you yes. put them to life in the most beautiful, aligned, marketing forward way. Thank you. You've done that for so many other businesses, so many other yes. people. Yes. And this feels like you putting you first. Yes. Which is so weird. It's a weird thing to do. But I just turned 40. <laughs> which I was honestly having anxiety about. I don't know, 25 was a big deal and it's 40. And it's probably the first time in my life, everyone says your 40s are fantastic, but I think it was the first time in my life that I was like, you know what, why not? My husband's always been 
kind of a backbone of like, you don't know until you try. And I'm definitely the more reserved, not necessarily the huge risk taker. That totally makes sense. How am I ever going to know if I don't try? And if I fail, oh, well. I was so scared of failure and I don't really know why that was because that is the risk you have to take with in any business, with any job, honestly, just any anything in life. I was really glad that I just said, you know what, let's just do it. And and you're so right. Right now, I, I work part-time at a real estate company doing their marketing and, you know, it's great and it, it works, but it was just something wasn't resonating in me like for my own, you know, it's a, it just for some reason I said, I want to do this for myself and I have to try it. So here we are. <laughs> yeah. You said something in there that I think so many other women can relate to this, this fear of failure. And I've been really thinking about that a lot lately because I hate how we've dis- defined success in some ways, where we've decided that in order for something to be successful, it has to last forever. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's like, oh, you have, the moment you stop doing something, that's when that thing is now a failure as opposed to, no, that was the perfect life cycle for that thing. That's so true. And that kind of takes me back to just a little history before I started this. We had a a dairy creamery for over 10 years and it was extremely successful. The branding worked, marketing was amazing. We were very, very fortunate. But that business had run its course when it was coming up at 11 years. And I had a real struggle with stopping that. It was time. I knew it was time. I wasn't spending enough time with the kids. My husband had gone to work. But it was the fear of like what other people would which is so silly. And as I get older, I'm really trying to like not worry what other people think. And as women, I think that's pretty natural. You know, I always think to myself, I wish I wasn't so sensitive. I wish I didn't care what other people thought. But unfortunately, I am that person. So I'm emotional. I wear my heart on my sleeve. So that was one of my biggest struggles. But, you know, it's just one of those things that you, you struggle with internally. Do I do this again? And what will people think? You kind of have to, navigate these hills to figure out what it is that you want to do and and face the fear of like just try it what are you going to lose no risk no reward right I mean I guess and if it was easy everybody would do it and I mean you read that all the time and hear it all the time like starting a business anything in business especially on your own like being an entrepreneur it's not easy and you're going to have your ups and downs and you're going to have your many, many days where you're like, why did I do this? What did I do it for? But you have to just keep pushing through. And this is the first time doing it for myself that I literally will remind myself in the morning, what can I do today? Like just push through it and be like, it's going to pay off in the end. It will pay off because the journey is in itself a rewarding experience. Yes. I, I kind of want to shift gears because you and I are and a club that I think a lot of women are, but we don't talk about a lot, which is both of our moms had cancer. Yep. When they were pretty young. Yes. Um, I, I am turning 42 and my mom had breast cancer when she was 41. Mm-hmm. And so I, I feel this energy around right now, which is like, 
Ooh, this is when she was doing chemo. She was she was this years old when yeah. she was doing this. So young, you know. We'd like yeah. now be of age, but you were just like, holy moly, that's so young. Yeah. How has that influenced your life? My mom is so strong. Like, it's amazing. And she's always been that way. And I don't know if it's just kind of like, because she doesn't want us to worry. But she's also been so proactive about our health, which is amazing. So in that positivity, she is like, okay, there's science now. There's medicine now. Um, and she's been such an advocate for like my sister and I, because we obviously have done the gene testing and we're positive for the BRCA2 gene. So in turn, I, I knew I was done having kids. I have three healthy girls. So she was like, you have to be an advocate for your health. I've had a hysterectomy. I've had a double mastectomy because seeing what she's gone through, you know, it's just such a reality check on like taking care of yourself and reducing your risk. She is amazing. She's so positive in the most negative situation. She is an advocate for her own health and knows what works for her, when to rest, when she can do something, when it's not good. Um, and that's gotten through this. I mean, so many times. She's just an amazing person. I mean, I, I, I remember when she was first diagnosed, Avery was five and her saying, like, I just want to see her go to kindergarten. And she's now going to be a sophomore in high school. I think in such a negative light, it is so hard to be positive. And it's so hard because everyone wants to feel really bad for you, you know, and I would see that around, like, as you probably saw with your mom, everyone would be like, oh, like, poor you, poor, you know, but almost makes the situation a little worse versus like, you got this. Yeah. We can get through this. I look at breast cancer and cancer as a whole and how many women are either in that seat themselves or in a caregiving role in some capacity. Somebody that they love is in that space. I think yeah. that it's not talked about enough given so many women no. are either in the seat or they have somebody that they love in their yeah. inner circle, like in the yeah. eight people that they love, it's in front of them right now. Yes. And I, like, I go back to the beginning of that. I just, I feel so fortunate for like our generation and like our, you having, you know, a girl, like they're able to test for things. They're able to reduce the risk. I want to talk a little bit more about upstate at home. Okay. How, how are you looking at your brand vision and the clients that you want to attract? I honestly have to say I am just being very authentic. I have a certain design style, obviously being from the East Coast. I have a huge love of East Coast architecture and old traditional homes. I love that style. Being in California, the second half of my life till now, I obviously have incorporated California casual into it because it's a little bit of a different lifestyle. Being I've kind of blended the two and it's just honestly who, who I am. I, we've done everything ourselves too. So I am very aware of like project costs, furnishings, the cost of furnishings. And I think that that was so important to me is going into this is to be able to do something that 
the everyday person could relate to because <clears throat> design and houses and, and styling your home to love it <clears throat> can get very expensive. Hiring somebody, I would consider probably a luxury to do that, right? Yeah. Uh, so I wanted to be able to help people love their home. And if per se, somebody couldn't just say, hey, come in and re redesign it and style my home, which is great. I want those clients. I think the reality of that is a little slim for every single day. So I wanted to incorporate you know, being able to come in and help someone restyle their home. Like if, if someone had some pieces that they love or, you know, say a chest that was from a grandma, they wanted to incorporate to come in and, and, and help essentially refresh their space. So they're not breaking the bank. They're using pieces they love. And then all of a sudden they just love their room because a different eyes come in, and help them essentially restyle it and hang things different and rearrange it different and take some things out and add something in. Um, so I think it's just, I'm, I'm honestly, every aspect of this business is something that I love and I've done it for so long in so many houses that, you know, it's, it's actually pretty, pretty easy. And I, you know, everyone tells you that your whole life, do something you love and it's not work. Well, it's true. <laughs> Who knew? Who knew they were true? <laughs> I think the thing that I want to just highlight here is that you're doing it in an authentic way and you're not like searching through what's trending and what's, I mean, maybe you are to an extent, but yeah. you're also leaning into who you really are. And mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's where you get to be differentiated. It's not in being one of many, you know, following some bigger trend that you no. feel fulfilled. Yeah. And, and that's so important. So unless you have the budget to renovate your kitchen every 10 years, you, you really have to stay away from trends and just stick to things that you truly love and then incorporate some, some, obviously some trends that won't impact the budget if you want to redo the space. Right. That paint, uh, paint has become yeah. my very best friend. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. How do you know if you like something because it's right for right now versus this is your style? That is a tough one. I go to my pin boards and look at certain houses. I've honestly pinned kind of the same house over and over. So I'm like, okay, I obviously really resonate with that house and that style or something like that. And don't make a rash decision. I think it's important to kind of think about it, picture it, sit on it, and then come back to it. That is great advice. I think that is something that everybody could use, whether you're talking about you know, like a new sofa or um, career decisions, really, like anything. Yes. If you yeah. sit with it, you will come to have a better understanding of how you actually feel. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's my, I think it was my mom actually that gave me that advice. You know, I was in such a rush to furnish this house that we're in now. And she said, just live in it, live in the space. People tell you to live in the space first, you know, get a feel for it. And so when we just did our home edition, I had done that for a little while. So when I went to select finishes for that, it was so simple because I had lived in it. I, I could picture what I wanted in there. Obviously, I'm a kind of visual person. So I had this image in my head. So, but it really did help to kind of like uh, sit on the decision for a little bit and think about what is going to be best for the space and work that's not trendy and going to kind of last because again, it comes back to budget. Like, you don't want to replace your sofa every five years. 
Right. I love this idea of pinning things, liking things on social media, and then going back and reflecting on the things that you liked to be like, oh, this is interesting. I can see in May, I had a huge like spree about all of this. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then taking that moment to actually interrogate it. Like, I wonder why. Yes. When we use our own activity as an indicator. Absolutely. So helpful. Yeah, absolutely. And I think if you, you noticed, and especially on your pin boards, you'll notice you, you, you have a style, you know, yeah. Um, or you start that, that does allow us to kind of like put it in front of you as a visual, you know, if you're not a designer or not used to renovating and styling, oh, you know, that's a way to allow yourself to go in and kind of see what your style looks like. Cause essentially you're pinning quite a few of the same things or the same, you know, design decor so you're able to see it a little bit how can we support your work i'm just kind of at the launching phase getting yourself out there and marketing is kind of where i'm at at this point i just this is pretty much brand new so i'm just starting to market just the support i think any entrepreneur when they're first starting you have those days where you're like okay should i still be doing this you just question yourself a lot so i think just support on on social media and even this you feel the love and support it gives you the energy to keep going you know and like keep trucking through those hard days keep working for what you want to do in the end I so appreciate that because as somebody that's been looking in I would not have known that you wanted or desired that yeah I think everybody does and that, but the, again, that's social media, you know, people aren't necessarily putting their bad days on there. You know, that, that is the false security of social media is, you know, and honestly, I really try to post like the real story of us. And, but there's those days, honestly, where they're hard and, and turning 40 was hard. I, I honestly had a little bit of like, a not a mental breakdown, but just kind of anxiety over this point in my life. And, you know, just it, it really was caused me to reflect on where I'm at today, which I've never in my whole life done. I've never, cause I'm very busy. I have three kids. We've always been doing this and that and renovations. So, you know, the business stopped. I hadn't gone back to work and my kids were in school. So here I sat with renovations complete. So it was the first time in my life where it was just still, which was a very odd thing for me. So that brought on anxiety and kind of like, what direction do I want to go? And I never once in my whole life really stopped and thought about myself. Like, what do I actually want to do? Not what other people want me to do. What do I want to do? So that was a very different time. And with that, you know, essential reflection of life, you have really, I had like kind of sad days, like, you know, am I where I want to be living? Am I doing what I want to be doing? Are my kids, am I doing the best I could possibly do for my kids? I also learned that it's okay to change. You know, a lot of people are so afraid of change and failure. And in this process, I've learned that it's okay okay to change. It's okay to say, I don't want to live here anymore. It's okay to say like, "Mm, I don't want to do this anymore. Like 
you have one life. That's it. And I don't want to look back and think like I should have done this sooner or I didn't do this because other people thought I should just do this. Missy, tell us where we can find you online. Uh, so you can find me on theupstatedhome.com is, is my website. I'm obviously, we're on Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest, and TikTok. I'm on all the social media platforms, The Upstated Home or Missy Adiego. So find me, follow me, and support. Favorite tip or life hack? To follow your gut. Your go-to song when you need to up your energy. Oh my gosh, Snoop Dogg, 100%. <laughs> what time do you wake up? 6, 10. What's breakfast look like? Sourdough toast with jelly and coffee. Lots of coffee. Favorite ritual? I would say just hanging with family, like outside time with, with the girls at night, like after dinner. Morning person or night owl? Morning person book you've given or recommended the most? Um, I'm not much of a reader. We're going to be honest. We're going to be honest. I love it. I love it. No, my parents are going to be like, oh, (laughs) you know what? If we don't make them grown at least one (laughs) podcast, we have not done our job. That's going to do it. That's the question. That's the question. (laughs) My dad's going to be shaking his head. (laughs) And I see him at Wegmans next time. I'll just let him know that was, that was real life. No. Yes. Yep. Missy, thanks so much for being here today. Yes, thanks so much for having. I appreciate it. Thanks so much for sharing some space with me today. Take good care of you. If you like this episode, you can go on to social media. I like to play most on Instagram at InBusinessPod or on my personal LinkedIn page where you can find me as Cass McCrory. And share what you enjoyed about it. Share it with a friend. Tag somebody who would also benefit from hearing this message, this moment of inspiration, this moment of wanting more. And if you're especially inspired, I would ask you to rate this podcast wherever you're listening, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, your ratings help make sure that the right people find this podcast that we're making together. And I'll be honest, each one means a whole lot to me. I'll see you soon.